Saturday morning cartoons were awesome. From the 1960s through the 1990s, we kicked off each weekend in a frenzy of animation that is unmatched today. But were these shows actually any good? Join us as we dig into the history of your favorite and not so favorite Saturday morning cartoons, look at the good, the bad, and the ugly of each one, and determine if our nostalgia matches the reality when it comes to these tunes. So stay in your PJs, grab a bowl of cereal, and settle in. I'm John. And I'm Robert. And this is Toon Talk. So John. Yeah. Are you a fan of cheese? I love cheese. What's your favorite kind? Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese? Yeah. I I do like cheddar. I'm a big fan of Gouda, but uh, are you a fan of big red cheese? Big red cheese? Well, I am now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, big red cheese is actually the, uh, I guess, the taunt of the villains from Shazam, the superhero. And tonight we're looking at... Shazam from 1981 that was produced by Filmation Productions. Yeah, and I don't have any memory of this. I have a very vague memory. This is like creeping back way back into the uh, the memory banks of uh, of young Robert. Um, the way back machine. Yeah, and like like probably five years old. Uh-huh. I can like I actually do remember this show existing and actually glimpses and memories of it. I okay. couldn't. I don't remember any of that. Yeah. Any of the the bad guys or what happened, but I do remember the the transformation scenes when the characters say Shazam and they turn into the superheroes. Right. I re- I do distinctly remember that. That's probably all I remember. And wow. I also remember my uh, my Captain Marvel sneakers that I had when I was. Could you run super fast in those? I thought I could. Yeah. Well, that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> well, the and it's interesting because the history of Shazam is actually. It's very long and it's very detailed. I mean, if we did it long and detailed, it would. It's actually a very long, detailed history of Captain Marvel slash Shazam, because it includes. I mean, incredible rise in popularity, um, corporate battles back and forth, a long drawn out legal battle, and then a forced name change. There's a yeah. lot going on. We're not going to go into all of that. Okay. We'll we'll do, we'll do the uh, the thirty thousand foot. We'll view. do the uh, the Cliff's Notes <laughs> version of it. We'll do the drive by history of it. But <laughs> um, but it is really it's pretty fascinating because uh, so Billy Batson would first appear in Wiz Comics number two in 1939 under uh, Fawcett Comics. Interestingly enough, there was no such thing as Wiz Comics number one. They huh. started at number started two for some two. reason. Okay. Um, and so when Billy says the magic word Shazam, he turns into the hero Captain Marvel, who's also called the world's mightiest mortal. And Shazam stood for the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the courage of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. So all these uh, mythological That's creatures, they, they put all together. Yeah, all their powers come together and create this hero. Um Created by Bill Parker and C.C. Beck, the whole idea was that Fawcett wanted a Superman lookalike or like a similar character, like with the power, you know, the strong can fly. Sure, with the cape and can fly. fly and yeah, super powerful. And yeah, I mean, because Superman was the big, he was the big name on the block. Everybody knew Superman. It was like he cornered the market on comic books at that time. Yeah. And so they wanted something that they could put out there similar to it and so Captain Marvel, as he was originally known, quickly became a actually a sensation. He got to the point where he was actually more popular than Superman. Come like on. Consistently outselling Superman monthly month to really? month. Yes. Captain Marvel wow. was top of the heat. And so Fawcett Comics, the publisher, they they jumped at the chance to capitalize on that. And they're like, hey, 
if everybody likes this guy, let's do more. Sure. So they created Freddie Freeman, who is this newsboy who uh, had an injured, who's like had been crippled in his leg, and he was actually kind of trash, <laughs> kind yeah. of serious. Um, he was dying. And Captain Marvel came over and shared some of his power to keep him alive, to save his life. Right. And so then he became Captain Marvel Jr. Yeah. Uh, who actually, Elvis was a huge fan of Captain Marvel Jr. He actually used to like model some of his outfits, um, some of like the 70s with their big collars and things like that. Yeah. Well, and I also noticed the Elvis's like logo with uh, the TCB logo, the Taking Care of Business logo, has a... A, a lightning bolt in it's it. Captain Marvel Jr. That's from Captain Marvel yep. I didn't know that's, that. That's where that inspiration came wow. from. Wow. Yeah. My world just got smaller. <laughs> <laughs> so you had you had Freddie Freeman. There's also Mary Bromfeld. So she was written in as Larry, uh, Billy's long lost and unknown sister. So he had no idea his sister, but she was there. Um, and she gained the Captain the powers of Captain Marvel because she would also say Shazam. Yeah. Um, he It wasn't shared to her she because brother and sister she had that ability and she was actually the first female derivative of male of a male superhero predating supergirl by 17 years wow yeah so supergirl is kind of considered like again the standard like well superman supergirl but yeah mary marvel was around first really quite a while yeah that's a lot yeah that's a whole generation of comic book readers really. yeah absolutely 17 years yeah yeah and i mean she's had a really long pretty uh successful history on her own right too within the comics um but unlike Billy, so her Shazam powers were made up of those from Selena, who so she had Selena's grace, Hippolyta's strength, Adrian's skill, Zephyrus's fleetness and flight, and Aurora's beauty and Minerva's wisdom. So because she's a lady, she gets lady powers. Oh, okay. I mean, there's it's basically the same thing. They do yeah. everything the same. It's just, just yeah, the female version of exactly, yeah, because yeah, they couldn't be the same, I guess. But. Um, <laughs> Then they also introduced a con man by the name of Uncle Dudley. So he had actually no connection to the Marvel family, but he just tried to, he found out that they had these powers. And so he tried to get in with the family, claimed he was Mary's uncle. Yeah. And said he had powers too. Sure. And I mean, it was all pretend and they're just like, yeah, you don't have it. But you know what? He's That should be easy to figure out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, and they knew it, but they, they, they just said he was a harmless old coot, yeah. and yeah, we'll just let him hang let around. Him hang out, yeah. we'll, we'll pretend that, yeah, we'll pretend along with him that he has powers, whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> the poor was... guy, let's just let him live his dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very odd, yeah. but I mean, this is 19, early 1940s, I guess. Sure. You got to introduce him somehow. And, right. Um, then there was other, a handful of other Marvel's uh, lieutenants who were three men named Billy Batson. They just shared the same name, no yeah. relation. They just had those names. Same name. uh, one, they all when they said Shazam, one became Fat Billy, one was Tall Billy, and one was Hill Billy. <laughs> I love that. Very, I mean, very descriptive. Unfortunately for uh, Fat Billy, he that, that was his. Yeah, that was <laughs> that, stuck that with him. It, dude. But yeah, you had Hoppy the Marvel Bunny, who was a giant pink rabbit. Which was not in this cartoon. No, it looked no, he was not in this cartoon. Thank he, God. He looked very similar to like the early Bugs Bunny. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, kind of like the little rounded ears, kind of yep. like the little more, you know, kind of like swooping lines. Swoopy as back, opposed, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you had Freckles Marvel, who is actually Dudley's niece, real niece, not not the pretend like he's he's related to Mary. Yeah, she, they were actually, actually related. related. She also had no powers, but she had a mean right hook. Yeah, she was tough. street. She was street tough. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, it's a nickname like Freckles. You gotta be a gangster, yeah. right? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it was they they kept expanding, trying to get as many you know, as Characters. much interest as they could. But uh, interestingly enough, Captain Marvel's popularity just drew the ire of National Comics, which later became DC Comics. Um, not happy that uh, Superman was being outshined, they filed a lawsuit that claimed that the Captain Marvel character was a copyright infringement of Superman. And so for over 12 years, the case went back and forth. Initially, it was awarded to Fawcett saying, no, it's it's different enough. And then then upon appeal, DC ended up winning. And so Fawcett was forced to cease all publication. And they had to pay DC damages for about $400,000 in compensation. And when was this? Um, the 60s? Yeah, this was into the into the 60s, 60s and 70s. So that's ultimately. a lot of money. 60s and into the 70s. Yeah. And so on top of that, there's a, a publication ban. Obviously, so during that time, um, Captain Marvel, the, the name is not being used. The trademark, trademark lapses. Marvel Comics swoops in, creates their own Marvel Captain Marvel character. And so they actually now would then take the trademark of that name and it's... Any use of Captain Marvel has to go through Marvel go through them now. and not through Fawcett Comics. Oh, so, wow. Um, interest, so, so the, yeah, so this is the 1960s. 1972, DC then would... Uh, Fawcett's starting to fail at this point because they can't publish their most popular characters. And they ended up um, selling basically everything over to yeah. DC. Okay. So all the all the rights for Captain Marvel and all those characters, they begin printing, but of course they have to print under the name Shazam because they can't use Captain, they can't Marvel. Use Captain Marvel anymore. Huh. So in 1973, I believe, is That's the first... change too. That was the first series that would show up. I think I believe it was The Power of Shazam was the series. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so that's interesting because, you know, I didn't know anything really about Shazam. <laughs> and when I started watching the cartoons, I'm like... Wait a minute, his name's Captain Marvel? Why is this cartoon called Shazam? You know, it took me a couple episodes to put that together. I'm like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. Yeah, he says but Shazam I didn't know and he why. Captain Marvel, yeah. Yeah, he says Shazam and then he becomes Captain Marvel. But mm-hmm. going into this, I'm like, well, he's Shazam. Yeah. You know, I thought that was the hero's name. And it's especially confusing when you get into the cartoon and they say, well, Freddie Freeman just says the name of his favorite superhero, Captain Marvel. Right. So, but, but it doesn't then turn if into you know, Captain Marvel, no, he, he turns into Captain Marvel Jr. because Captain Marvel is actually Shazam, Shazam. but yeah. he's not, but he's not Captain Marvel right. anymore. It's yeah, it's, it's all very confusing. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I'm like I can't figure this out. And this luckily, children's cartoon. And, <laughs> and luckily, they don't dwell on the details too. No, much. not it's too just, much. Yeah. yeah, they kind of gloss over it. Yeah. Um, so, filmation productions enters the picture in 1974. So they they create a live action Shazam show and it's Billy traveling around the country in an RV with uh, some guy named Mentor. Mm-hmm. His not, mentor. Not Jim, not Steve, it's Mentor. Mentor, it's not Robert or John, it's <laughs> no, Mentor. No, just Mentor. Yeah. And they go he go they drive around the country taking on common thugs and crooks. And somehow this went for three seasons. Really? Um, actually, the actor cha- the actor Billy changed after the second season. Oh wow! But yeah, I mean, it's not like they were long seasons. I believe it was, and they were Saturday mornings, so it was like sure. I, I believe it was a total of maybe thirty episodes. Okay. Over those three seasons, but um, I've never watched it. But the idea of a superhero just hanging out in an RV, yeah, <laughs> it's down kind of, by the river. It's kind of odd. Um, ultimately. 
DC would actually take that idea of that mentor character and modify him to become Uncle Dudley in the comics. Oh, so they would okay. just just to kind of draw a Morph parallel. him back in, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he, I guess find, trying to find a way to use that Uncle Dudley character. Yeah. So Filmation, it was not done with Shazam. They would bring him back in the animated four in 1981, as we've seen. And it was part of the Kid Superpower Hour with Shazam. Yeah. Um, It was, they were one hour episodes that would feature two different cartoons over the, basically the one year life of the the show. There was Shazam. And then the other half hour was Hero High. Now that's a show, I don't know if you remember hearing that name before, but we've talked about it briefly. So it was a show about teenagers attending high school for superheroes. Right. And back in episode 10, uh, we mentioned Hero High as it meant, it was originally meant to be a vehicle for the Archie characters. Yeah. Filmation's like, well, you know, because they kept doing these different Archie shows and they were going to try and change it up and give them superheroes, superhero superpowers. Right. And right before, like actually they had gone into production and realized that they no longer owned the rights to the Archie characters and could not obtain them. So they had to go and on the fly turn them into these generic, you know, so it original like these characters. people needed better lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Things would have been easier if they had proper counsel. <laughs> well, we know filmation was very up and down in terms yes. of like some of the some of the things that they did. Yeah. So. But the Kid Superpower Hour with Shazam debuted on NBC on September twelfth, nineteen eighty one, and it ran for thirty nine episodes, which is interesting because there were only twelve actual Shazam cartoons. Yeah. Most of those were, they would put it. The hero high stuff. The hero high stuff. And they would basically intersect them with some like live action vignettes. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that. I've never watched it. Me either. I have no interest to watch it. Yeah. (laughs) I only watched the 12, I watched the 12 Shazam episodes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the short. Shazam run would actually include so it was Billy, Mary, Freddie, and Uncle Dudley. It also introduced uh, well, I shouldn't say introduced, but it also included Mister Tawny, a talking tiger, an anthropomorphic talking tiger. Yeah, and he in was actually in a suit. He was actually a regular from the the Fawcett comics. Showed Show up, up regularly time. in the uh, the Shazam comics. Yeah. Um, once you got into DC. Not as much. He does show up periodically. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I believe they they reference him here and there in the current version. But he's not anthropomorphic. Really, he's just a tiger. Just it's like a tiger. a tiger that Billy would visit in the zoo. Okay. Um, they may have changed that since. It was an it was an interesting take. That's a yeah. That's a sordid past. <laughs> well, and and it's they between Uncle Dudley particularly and Mister Tawny, they feel very much of the Golden Age comics. Yeah. They feel like the their source material. Let's, let's have a talking tiger. The kids will love it. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, they love uh, Tony the Tiger. Maybe it can hock some cereal. And Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I'm just imagining some artist, you know, in the comic book world going, hey, look, I drew a picture of a tiger. Can I use it in her book? Yeah, let's put it in the comic book. Put a tie on him. Put a tie <laughs> You know, the first time I saw Tawny... I thought he was like the mayor of the town because he was like wearing a suit and it was the first episode was what's new at the zoo or or something, what's changed at the zoo. And he was there and I'm like, oh, maybe he's there for a ribbon cutting opening of the new exhibit or whatever. I'm like, I couldn't figure out why he was there and he was wearing a suit. I'm like, well, he must be the mayor. But then like it's a normal town, but there's a talking tiger that is walking on his hind legs yeah and nobody seems nobody seems to care he's no. just one of the gang yeah. <laughs> just one of the hapless citizens <laughs> yeah it's 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 an interesting cartoon um and actually part of what makes it interesting 
is some of the the vocal talent that they bring into it. Um, yeah, there's some big hitters in here. Yeah, yeah. Billy Batson, um, Captain Marvel slash Sazam was Burr Middleton, and tons of credits as just announcer or background voice. You know, he didn't have a lot of lead roles as a voice artist. Um, but that's not true for the rest of the cast. Um, Mary Batson and Mary Marvel was Don Jeffrey. Don Jeffrey was a big TV actor in the 80s, probably best known for Tourist Trap and Mommy Dearest, hmm. which that show still haunts me. <laughs> the Mommy Dearest with the, uh, well, she was an abusive mother, yeah. right? And would hit her child no with wire hangers. wire hangers. And yeah. I, to this day, I see a wire hanger. I think <laughs> of Mommy Dearest. And lots of TV bit parts. I mean, if there was any kind of 80s drama or sitcom, she was most likely she was in it mm-hmm. as as a, a role part, maybe not a recurring character, but but she was a, kind of the utility knife of actresses mm-hmm. in the eighties eighties te- television. Freddie Freeman as Captain Marvel Junior, voiced by Barry Gordon. Barry Gordon, this is awesome. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Donatello, oh. uh, Pac Man, uh, Inky, <laughs> one of the ghosts. Uh, also, the president of the Screen Actors Guild from 1988 to 1995. Wow. He was also the voice of the Nesquik Bunny. Oh, interesting. Yeah, which everyone knows the Nesquik yeah. Bunny, right? But my favorite thing about Barry Gordon is, you know the song, I'm getting nothing for yeah. Christmas, sung by, a six, <laughs> sung by a six-year-old boy named Barry Gordon. Interesting. So Barry Gordon, Freddie Freeman from the Shazam cartoon sang the song, I'm Getting Nothing for Christmas, <laughs> which you still hear on the radio. Yeah, you do. To this yeah, day. It's, it's you a, know? that novelty song. Yeah, that, yeah, it's a novelty Christmas song that yeah. everybody knows. And it's this whiny little kid and it's it's him. <laughs> um, when he was six, he sang that song and, and recorded it. And we're still listening to it now. Uncle Dudley also was Dr. Savannah. It was the same character. Also Tawny. Um, and Shazam, the wizard, was Alan Oppenheimer. Alan Oppenheimer was, among other things, in the He-Man cartoon, he was Man-at-Arms. Okay. He was also Skeletor. Oh, wow. Yeah. And lots of other voices, including Battle Cat and, and other bit parts in the He-Man cartoon. In Transformers, he was Warpath. And in The New Adventures of Flash Gordon in 1979, he played Ming the Merciless, which I was like, wow, that's kind of a big... Big role, you yeah. know, for that cartoon. And it, oh, by the way, I was also in He Man, and I was Uncle Dudley. <laughs> yeah, all these Skeletor, other things. yeah, yeah, Skeletor. You know, minor characters. <laughs> Sterling Morris, uh, Mister Mind, and Black Adam were voiced by Lou Scheimer. He was the co-founder of Filmation. Yep. He also did some work in He Man with um, Alan Oppenheimer. He was King Randor and Orko. Um, Orko was the little sorcerer. Yeah. Guy, yeah, another filmation, another filmation sorcerer yeah. in a red robe and a hat. You know, <laughs> he also produced the New Adventures of Superman in 1966, The Archie Show, and He Man. So he was mostly a producer, mm-hmm. um, and just lend his voice into into this cartoon. The narrator was Norm Prescott, mostly a producer and a composer, known for small, lesser-known films like Footloose. And Star Trek, the animated series, and Journey Back to Oz in 1972. Interesting. So, yeah, you know, half of this cast were were actors, and half of them were producers who also did some acting. Yeah. Norm Prescott, mostly, through my research, known as a composer, actually composing music uh, for movies. So the voice that I really enjoyed, though, was Tawny the 
the tiger because his voice was really cool mm-hmm. in this. You know, he had that kind of ro- rolling R growl when yeah. he talked. I'm like, that's pretty neat. Yeah, you know, and, I, and it had like this, and it had a huff to his voice too. Yeah, like, he was kind oh, of a, oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, wow, it that's kinda... really a tiger that learned to speak English. You know, <laughs> it's not like a tiger character. Right. I mean, this is like if I had to imagine what a tiger's talking voice would sound like, that's it. It's not Tony the tiger, yeah. you know, because it's this guy. It was pretty cool. <laughs> I also liked how Billy Batson's voice, even though it was the same actor was very different when he was Captain Marvel. Right. I mean, his voice changed dramatically, but it was the same voice actor. Mary Marvel and Captain Marvel Jr., they sounded about the same as as their their non-hero part, but Billy Batson and Captain Marvel sounded very different, Mm -hmm. and it was the same. It was Burr Middleston. It was the same actor doing both voices, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool. Not a lot of people can pull that off, especially in the same show mm-hmm. you know in the same production you can do it for different characters and different pieces but when he's going back and forth like that i was really impressed i was also impressed that barry gordon you know grew up to be the president of the screen actors guild yeah. for, for that long you know yeah. to come from a background of a, as a voice actor to to that level in hollywood is pretty neat you know there were a lot of other characters that were only in one or two episodes mm-hmm. I had trouble finding more information on some of the smaller parts. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mind, who was the talking earthworm, or the earthworm that talked with the use of a voice box. It's actually a a, a worm from, an alien worm from Venus. Is that what it was? It is, yeah, yes. so they didn't explain that. You know that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that. Um, that was also Sterling, Sterling Morris' character played sure. Mr. Mind, too. Um, but I think that voice had a little help because it was very electronic because mm-hmm. it was coming through that voice box on his chest, yeah. uh, which I didn't know if that was an interpreter or that's just how he, you know, interpreted his alien language or his worm language into English, which is what I believed it was. But yeah. but then, well, whose voice is that? You know, <laughs> couldn't figure it out. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the the voice acting was, yeah. was good. Yeah, I, it was good. Yeah, they were really cognizant of making all these characters sound different because they were different people even though it was the same actor yeah you know a lot of times you can tell it's the same and, and and nothing felt out of place we're like well that voice doesn't seem to fit it seems like everything yeah. kind of clicked i mean yeah i even, think it was well cast and, yeah, and even like the whiny like the nasally kind of whiny dr savannah yeah is kind of like yeah it fits like this kind of yeah, yeah, short, bald, mad scientist. Sure. He's got that yeah. kind of crazy. <laughs> right? And Uncle Dudley. So we had a, a discussion about Uncle, yeah. uh, who was who Uncle Dudley. And I thought he was like W.C. Fields. That's, you had a different take. Well, that's who he was. Like the character in the comics was actually. Okay. That's who he was modeled So I was, was right. To, you were, you were on the nose. That, yeah. yeah. But when, yeah, the other thing that I was kind of in my head, he's like, yeah, he's, he's kind of like wimpy. From, from Popeye. The, from Popeye. He's yeah. like, oh, gladly trade you a hamburger for today for a... Yeah. Uh, or, yeah, yeah. Gladly pay you Tuesday, Tuesday for, for a hamburger, hamburger today. today yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly uh, yeah, yeah. pay you Tuesday for uh, for superpowers today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so it's yeah. a combination. If you could put W.C. Fields playing Wimpy. Yeah, I think it kind of felt like it. Yeah, in Uncle Dudley. Um, he was just a pathetic old man. Yeah. 
<laughs> they just like they try. It seemed like they're just trying to keep them safe. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, it's 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 they just humor him. Yeah, and it seems like every other episode he's doing he's putting on like a little magic show in the house for them, and then something happens and they leave. And like, right, okay, okay. thanks, Dudley. <laughs> you gotta go. Pat the old man on the head and leave. And <laughs> exactly. We're gonna go save he the world out now. This tiger. Yeah. And then I started to wonder <laughs> is because he was friend. He's big friends with Tommy. The tiger well, was always around. Yeah, and like so, is the tiger like Snuffleupagus? Is it like? His Uncle Dudley's make-believe friend. <laughs> you know, get the sense that Tawny wanted nothing to do with Dudley. He's like, oh, <laughs> I'm stuck with this guy again. Yeah, there was one particular episode where Tawny was watching a television program about something, and Uncle Dudley wanted to show him his new magic remote he was working on. And you could tell he was just exasperated. He's like, oh, again, I just want to watch the show. There's that guy again. Yeah. Just led me. Uh-huh. Leave me in peace, you yeah. crazy coot. He's just leave me alone. <laughs> I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> well, I and mean, then that's gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna skip to right to to one of the episodes. Then when you talk about Uncle Dudley's wedding day, if there's one component about about the show that I found insufferable, it was Uncle Dudley. Yeah, like I just, I I have no use for him. He wasn't even comic relief. He was. They intended him. I think, they him, had, I think yeah, but he, but he wasn't. No, no, he was just. He was just kind of obnoxious. And so, I mean, when you have an episode like Uncle Dudley's Wedding Day, where it's it's just focused Dudley centric. Yeah, I mean, that's a hard no. Right. Like I don't. I, I mean, <laughs> I did suffer through that episode. Yeah, I, I watched it. But if there I'm, were more. If so, there were only twelve episodes. If there were more than twelve, I would not have finished <laughs> watching that episode. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched it, but I'm not going to summarize it because. Just no. Yeah. No. Because <laughs> yeah. an alien comes and kidnaps him and oh, no. forces him into marriage or something. Yeah. And it, like, yeah. What was her name? Aunt something. I mean, yeah. Uh, I can't even remember. I, I don't it even care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, some old lady who's infatuated with Dudley. Yeah. And then forces, tries to force him forces to marry him with her. their shotgun wedding. Yeah. Ugh. No. It, and it, but it's 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 way too much Dudley and not enough of everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that's the one. That, if there's a, a big negative for this this show, that's that it's Uncle Dudley. That that character. The whole character. And yeah. that that episode is a. I will not watch that one again. So if Uncle Dudley isn't in the cartoon, nothing changes. No. 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 I think the, the only time he actually does anything of significance is the. Um, I believe it's the the one where the Savannah family. Gets all their powers. Episode six, I think, where he kind of saves the day. Yeah, because he useful. Cause, so they get this. They the Savannah, which I didn't realize that, that Doctor Savannah had like two offspring or yeah or niece and nephew. I guess I don't mm-hmm. remember what they were, but they get this magic rod and the space rock, and it gives them superpowers equal to the Marvel family. And so they're and going they like call them out. Yeah. yeah, and so they yeah they're having like this kind of a stalemate, and then Uncle Dudley finds the rock, and so he actually does get the superpowers right. And they can't handle him. Yeah. And so, so he's able to like run out the clock. They run like the basically the clock runs out on their superpowers and they can stop yeah. him. But Which, I, the funny thing was that Uncle Dudley all of a sudden he has these powers and he's like, doesn't think anything of it. Like, <laughs> I've always had these powers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's clear that he don't. <laughs> he just rolled with it. It was great. You know, I, I did not like the Uncle Dudley's wedding. Anything that was really focused on Uncle Dudley, I didn't care yeah, for. Was... Overall, I thought the villains were equal parts interesting and equal parts disappointing because they showed so much promise. Like, mm-hmm. well, this is a good villain. But then their big plan is like, what? Yeah. You're going to create sinkholes? <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Mind, the worm, in episode two, the yeah. incredible shrinking, incredible sinking city, yep. 
decides he's going to rally all these earthworms together and we're going to tunnel under the city and create sinkholes and then the city will give in to us. <laughs> and he just wants to take over the city. You, know, it's like, you got to dream a little bigger, you know. Yeah, until it rains. Until it rains and then, yeah, the worms drown. Like, whoop, we're done. We're, we're, out, out. we're out. You crazy worm, we're out of here. <laughs> but yeah. my, my favorite scene in that whole thing, though, is like when the, the sinkholes first start hitting, it's down like downtown. Yeah, in the, the city. streets are falling through. And... And Shazam kind of swooping because there's a bus driving on the road. And it's about to go into the sinkhole. And Shazam comes in and grabs it, picks it up and flies it up in the air and takes it out of the city. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> way out of the city, sets it down, rips the door off and flies away. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> drive I mean, you to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead. Yeah, log- logistically, <laughs> these kids are not getting home because they're not in their school district anymore. Right. And nobody knows where they are. There are no cell phones at this right. time. It's, and they're cheering. Yay, Yay. Captain. Captain Marvel, Marvel saved us, <laughs> and like I'm, you got, of course, then he leaves and they cut away. Yeah. If you stick with it, so you're like, wait, how do we get home now? What? Where are we? <laughs> we can see the city on the horizon. A couple of kids are motion sick from <laughs> flying through the air in a bus. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just kind of yeah, because the city was skyline. Yeah, from yeah, it's, where it's they in were. the distance. Yeah, yeah. it's so way. He, he put them. Yeah, it, he set them down and like it's just grass and trees. Yeah, he could have just moved them away from the sinkhole. <laughs> Instead of like like this whole city was on fire and he moved them to the country. Nope, you're going to Nebraska. Yeah, exactly. It did look like Nebraska. <laughs> Looked like Nebraska with a distant view of Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a little overkill, I think. Um Episode five, Black Adam's Return. Mm-hmm. Black Adam returns, and his whole plot is to destroy North America, right? That's what he wants to do. Billy's on vacation, and it's up to Captain Marvel Jr. and Mary Marvel to warn him to save the day. And, you know, we all know Black Adam has the same powers as Captain Mm -hmm. Marvel, but he went bad for some reason. He was a jerk, and he Mm -hmm. just was kind of a bad guy, but not... He was never truly worthy of the the powers of Shazam. Yeah, he's a little selfish. Yeah, they made a misjudgment, and he was able to... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... You know, they go to Shazam, the wizard, like, how do we stop this guy? And in classic wizard fashion, just like he must have hung out with Dungeon Master from Dungeons and Dragons. He's like, oh, I know how to stop him. And they're like, well, tell us. He's like, no, that's up to you to figure out. And I just wanted Shazam to like just grab him by the beard and say, what you, what's wrong with you? You're going to make us go through all of this? So they figure out the way to stop him is just to get Black Adam to say Shazam. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. he's got skills. But they beat him, they get him to say Shazam by building a wooden treasure chest in space. They're in space and they find a forest <laughs> and they build this wooden treasure chest with a lock on it. And inside the chest, they put a little note that says, to whom it may concern, Shazam. So he he finds the treasure chest, pries it open because there must be something in there. It's a treasure chest and reads this note and he turns into dust. Yeah. <laughs> and it's for- well, He's got to be smarter than that. Well... Black Adam goes. Through, he goes through some things in this episode. Yeah. So he comes out and he. I mean, he starts off. He's he's threatening and he's kind of yeah. You know, he's a mean it's guy. It's bad and, news. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. a bad guy. And then suddenly his focus is that I've got to bring back Queen Jamina or uh, this. Yeah, this his queen Egypt, has been buried for the, as long so, as he was. Yeah, so he's going to rescue her and bring her back, and he does. And as soon as she shows up, he's like this this caricature of like this browbeaten husband. He's like <laughs> he's just like taking it from he's his shrewish, so, wa- shrewish wife, and he's like, oh, he's no. so afraid of her. <laughs> he's like, what do you do? Why'd you take so long? Yeah, why like, did oh. you leave me? In? <laughs> and he's just like, I'm so sorry. 
And then, so he goes from terrifying to, to just, just a putz. Right. And then, next thing you know, she's taken, they, they like destroy his staff and she gets taken out. She's gone. She's yeah. off the table. And then suddenly he just becomes a creep. Yeah. Because like he he actually uses some magic and he makes some basically freezing place and he comes up to Mary. He's like, oh, you're good looking. Yeah, you might make a good you. queen. Why yeah. don't you come with me? Right. <laughs> and he takes her off yeah. to outer space. He, as, he hypnotizes for her with his little j- gem or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, well, he, well, yeah, whatever. So she, yeah, she's just like, okay, I'll go along because she's hypnotized. Yeah. But and then they go off to space for. I don't reasons know where going. Yeah, they just go from Egypt. They right? fly, yeah, they fly yeah. off into outer space, yeah. and then you know, finally they they cut you know they they make him read his name and yeah, yeah they make him read the magic word and he's done. But yeah, it's yeah. it's it's weird. he goes through some some things in that. There's a there's a, there's an arc in there. So yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> Maybe we know why Black Adam is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> there's some issues there, but it, 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 amazingly, it's actually. All those things going on, it's it's interesting. As weird as it is, yeah, it's an interesting episode. Just right? It's yeah. Well, that's it's, why it was one of my favorites. Yeah. Because like, who's this guy? And he's kind of I don't. Well, and I couldn't really describe him even as a villain at the end of the day. No, he's just it was, like a jerk. Yeah, I I did like when it, so he actually came back though in episode eight. There's mm-hmm. a little something extra. Um, and that one, he he comes back and he's more of a threat. He's just like, all right, I'm taking you guys out. He he um, he finds out who the the Marvel family is, and there's a whole lot of conflict. Again, they they he get knows him. their secret. Yes, yeah. And so there's, I mean, he actually sends them back in time, and they have to like they go back to ancient Egypt to his origins, and they yep. find a way using that to actually ultimately send him back. Yeah. Um, and it's it's interesting. It's kind of the same thing. Mary just like, well, yeah, you only get your powers because you say, um, and then she like stumbles to say like the word Shazam, and he's like, you silly idiot, it's Shazam, like oh, oh. And, then he, and then he gets sent back to his original time. It was, I mean, it was, it was, it was actually clever. And for something like that's probably as close to like a comic book as yeah. any of these episodes felt like a, a true like. Yeah, like yeah. like conflict and peril and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no peril in any of these episodes, really, but that, that's no. as close as it came. And it was it was interesting though. Yeah, who was the character? I think I want to say it was in Flintstones, the alien that they had to get him to say his name. The Great Gazoo. Yes, I think you're. Or are you confusing him with uh, Mr. Mixoplixic from Superman? I am yeah. confusing him with that. Yeah. yeah. So that was yeah. It was the, the uh, same type of thing. The, like the fifth dimension. Who yeah. Would show up and Confuse just kind of him. Yeah, just harass yeah. Superman until you could get him to get him to say, say his, his name backwards. and then go backwards. Yeah. yeah. Say it backwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, this sound. This is familiar. This is. There's more than if one. Only, if only they could have gotten rid of the Great Gazoo that way. That would have. That yeah. Saved things. Yeah, because the Great Gazoo was. <laughs> They jumped the shark. Yeah. They jumped the prehistoric shark with the Great Kazoo. Other villains, the villain I really enjoyed, Mr. Adam from Mr. Adam the sure. Smasher, episode 10. His plan is to take over the world using this army of robots he mm-hmm. built, which I'm like, hey, man, he's mm-hmm. got an army, right? Yeah. He's prepared. He came to this with, with some, some ammunition. And he's, so I'm like, wow, this guy's got real potential. I mean, this is going to be tough. So his whole plan is to create a traffic jam. (laughs) So he's going to browbeat the city into submission with a traffic jam. So he's got robot police officers misdirecting traffic to create a traffic jam. Like, dude, you got to (laughs) think. I mean, traffic jams are frustrating, but only for a little bit of time. (laughs) Nobody's going to submit to your powers. By, because they can't get to work. Yeah. We, if I just snag traffic in Fawcett City, uh, the world will be mine. Exactly. <laughs> I was just like, I was 
stunned. I'm like, okay, he's got this army of robots. What's he going to do? Oh, traffic jam. <laughs> yeah. And so then from there, he takes a big step, though, and he ransoms the UN. <laughs> you know, it's like, what's he going to do? Like, kind of like have them like block the parking ramp at the UN so they can't get out? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so he says, tells the UN, I have all these robots and we're going to destroy all the infrastructure dams and bridges and hydro plant, electric plants and whatever. If you don't say I'm the supreme leader of the world. Well, at least you're thinking bigger. Yeah, they were thinking bigger. He was thinking a lot bigger. But then the UN's like, no. <laughs> no, thanks. So then it's up to to Shazam, or Captain Marvel and the gang to stop him. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, Uncle Dudley is working on a super powerful garage door opener (laughs) using vacuum tubes. And he can't find the third vacuum tube he needs. And he looks in the, I don't know, attic or garage or something and finds one and plugs it in. Well, then it turns into this super powerful thing that's disrupting electronics all over Fawcett City. Mm -hmm. And Captain Marvel's like, I need to find out where this is coming from. So he flies back home and finds Uncle (laughs) Dudley messing with this thing. And he takes the... He takes the vacuum tube out Mm -hmm. and everything goes back to normal. And he's like, well, I can use this to stop the robots. His new invention is a super strong remote controlled garage door opener. And they use it to destroy all the robots except for Mr. Adam. Because Mr. Adam's a robot too, but it doesn't affect him somehow. Um, And then they finally go to Mr. Adam's lair, which is like an old electronics factory. And they're like, well, there must be a big magnet around here somewhere. (laughs) It's Radio Shack. Yes. (laughs) So they turn on this giant magnet and he's stuck to this giant magnet. Ha ha, we got you. But it all started with Uncle Dudley's garage door opener. (laughs) And I love how, and we kind of mentioned that one before. That's the uh, episode between him and Talkie Tawny. And Tawny's just like, (laughs) leave me alone. Yeah, she was like, like Billy shows up and they, like Shazam shows up and they like they're trying to figure out the whole remote thing. He's like, yeah. Yeah, "You see this clown? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to do some remote. He can't figure anything out. He's an idiot. <laughs> he built a remote. He doesn't know what it's for. But why, he's do, you, calling it why do you leave me with this guy? <laughs> why do you do this to me? Maybe he needs to go somewhere safe <laughs> and drop him off in a home somewhere. <laughs> uh, there are places for guys like him. Yes." Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I had one more. I, I wouldn't call it a favorite, but I did want to make notes. So the last one, the Star Master and the Solar Mirror, episode twelve. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. It's mostly forgettable cartoon. Yeah. What What's significant of it, at least for this particular show, is that it does a crossover with Hero High. Yeah, and it's the only one of the twelve. Correct. Yeah. So there's the you know, three members that make their their make their appearance in this cartoon to kind of help the Marvels out and save the day and. That's about all it's worth saying, but I mean, having yeah. watched that, I'm like, I have no desire to go back and want to see the Hero, Hero High. I mean, they're just kind of like these generic. Yeah. Which, did you like, ever see the movie Sky High, which was yeah. about a superhero? That was a cool movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I hope it had nothing to do with Hero High. I don't think it was associated with that. No. Yeah, and there's a cameo by Linda Carter in that. She's oh. Principal Powers. Well, it's she's the principal. For, yeah, that, that's, yeah. You say that? I remember yeah. that now? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, they kind of felt like yeah, Hero High doesn't seem like it's worth. The no, time. they just felt like kind of knockoffs of DC's um, Legions of Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, just kind of just miniature know, versions. Yeah, like, teen versions. Yeah, I had nothing. I yeah wasn't too interested. In that, <laughs> but I did like I, episode eleven, the circus plot, <laughs> where the the circus ringmaster. Finds this talking tiger, you know, finds Mr. Tony. Oh my God, you're a tiger that talks. You'll sell a ton of tickets. I'm going to have you audition for my circus. So instead of auditioning as, hey, I'm a talking tiger, 
in a suit. He tries to sing, but he can't sing. <laughs> and the audience is just booing. And just covering their ears. Covering their yeah. ears. They're not amazed that there's a tiger that can talk and, and kind of sing. They're just disappointed that he, he's off tune. You know, it's like, what? You got a talking tiger. It's like having a panda at the zoo. You just, you just put that on the bill where we have a talking tiger and people will show up. But you try to make them sing and like, no, nah, it's not for us. Let's give him some ham. Let him go. I right. mean, it's, what do you need more than that? But no, no let's, let's make you sing. Oh, you can't sing. Sorry. There's the door. Oh, you suck. Get out of here. Bring that old guy out. Let him do his magic tricks. That would actually be a great... Oh, God, that'd be awesome. Oh, there needs to be a spinoff of just Dudley and Tawny. Oh, I would not watch that. That would be like the odd couple. (laughs) I would never watch that. (laughs) I would watch a show about Talkie Tawny. I I couldn't handle anything. (laughs) This already had too much of Uncle Dudley. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that was just a funny little thing. I don't even remember what else happened in that episode, but I remember that they were disappointed he couldn't sing, and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, and it's like the, the... the look on their faces too, because they, yeah, they see the Mar- the Marvel family and Dudley all sitting there, and they're yeah. just like, "Oh, oh he's bad. This is, gonna, <laughs> this is not good." <laughs> they're just like they're all just like, "Oh no, uh, is, how do we a, support our friend now?" <laughs> it's like we've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> One thing I want to talk about. Um, so before we started talking, you had mentioned you kind of asked, "Hey, it was this is 1981, right?" Because yeah. it feels like it was made in the 1950s, and, and I yeah. think that's totally true. But um, yeah, it was the feel was very different for this one. Yeah, it was because it to me it felt like the dialogue and even the situations and the new how the news was portrayed, and, and there was a corner newspaper boy you know Mm -hmm. i'm like this feels like they're in the 50s (laughs) you know and i couldn't under i I just had trouble with the timeline and Mm -hmm. what time is this supposed to be yeah well and i think part of that is the the source material where it comes from all those those faucet comics the whiz comics the shazam that's these are kind of pulled from that so you know the these villains are pretty ridiculous. Mr. Mind is a, you know, a, a talking worm from Venus. Yeah. Dr. Savannah at various points was a mad genius um, who was like a Lex Luthor type of, you know, millionaire. Yeah. At other points he was, I think originally he was this brilliant scientist from Europe who was basically just so beaten down by like corporate overlords that he's like, that he, he became bad. He was originally good, then he became bad. You had um, Ibach who's basically just like... A super strong thug. Yeah. Um, Doesn't even really need guy. superheroes to handle him. You just no, the he's police. just a guy who's yeah. kind of strong. And um, yeah, I mean, and it's just, and of course, the the owl, I can't remember, was he, yeah. what was his name? I don't even remember anymore. Um, I don't either. They had a whole episode about him. Yeah, but, they did. <laughs> and Dr. Alarog. Yeah. Was gorilla spelled backwards? Yeah. He was a talking gorilla. Well, he was in the zoo. He was in the first episode. Yeah, the very first episode, episode one with yep. the zoo. He was a genius talking gorilla. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, the equivalent yeah. of would be Gorilla Grodd in the Flash comics. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah I mean, they're just, they're really silly characters. Yeah. I mean, with the accepted Black Adam is really kind of a, another hero. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of a, a different la- layer of, of hero, but. Uh, or villain, I should say, but uh, the other ones are just kind of silly, and so and they they match well with golden comic, the golden era of comics, uh-huh. where just outrageous. It's just kind of outrageous and silly and fun. Yep. Um, it's not really meant to be taken like 
Oh yeah, it's not dark. You know, like yeah. the dark, like especially the. Well, like you of- said, there's not a lot of peril. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, he's doing the wrong thing. They're the seemed, bad guys, not and it, villains. Yeah, and know. it seemed to fit for this cartoon better than like like Challenge of the Super Friends, where you had these known villains, like, yeah. the, you know, the Lex Luthor. You and, know what they're capable of. Yeah. And yeah. all they do is these really stupid things because it's like, because of standards and practices, sure. they can only do so much. Right. And the, the heroes can only do so much to stop them. There's no, there's no fisticuffs. There's no kind of... Yeah violence it's just okay (laughs) well that's kind of i always had that stopping point watching these episodes because these villains were so ridiculous like he's capable of some cool stuff (laughs) you know like the robot army like dang that's that's impressive but then to use them to create a traffic jam (laughs) it's just just silly it works better in this cartoon than it did like challenge the super friends because yeah they're they're already kind of ridiculous to start with sure and then so then you can kind of ease into the, these silly things right, a the bit silliness. more, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I did want to mention that I was excited to see the the crocodile men show up in. Uh, oh yes, yeah. in, in, episode, in episode three with Ibok uh, as yeah. yeah, they go back in time, and so the crocodile men again are like they show up periodically throughout Shazam's history. They're okay. not like a regular recurring villain but they just kind of keep showing up they're like they're they're like the, henchmen yeah they're kind of what's called the uh the monster society okay and um and yeah. actually even like the 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 live action movie that came out a couple of years ago they actually haven't even have a nod to they well they're in like a little camera the rock of eternity they open the door and there's three crocodile men playing cards at a table it's <laughs> oh, just kind it. of yeah it's kind of cool that it's just like a nod to like this this these characters that kind of just keep showing up in the background of of shazam comics and I'm yeah like, yeah there they oh, are. They, they, are. Made in the, they made in the cartoon, too. I thought Easter that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cool. So, um, Good, Bad, and Ugly. I mean, this one was an, an easy one for me. And I mean, the good was, it was classic superhero mm-hmm. stuff. You know, there's there's a bad guy. There's a superhero with a secret identity. And he's got some mystical powers. And he uses them to stop the bad guys. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty simple. Yeah. And there was really no violence. I mean, he never even punched one of the villains you know mm-hmm. he thwart their plans in other ways but there was never any physical mm-hmm. altercations you know there was no explosions where people were flying somewhere mm-hmm. you know so pretty vanilla stuff and mm-hmm. and i guess that was good I mean, for a a kid's cartoon i mean i th- i thought it was good i thought um the i kind of mentioned what i thought the good was like that silliness of the villains actually i thought played well to this cartoon yeah kind of what following what you mentioned like there's no violence but it felt organic. It felt like these are actually like, you know, the ways that the they were able to overcome the bad guys yeah. made sense. There wasn't sure. anything like, oh, they've got to go out and do something. They didn't something. go over the top on it. So. Right. There's nothing really stupid or just like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, no the logical, superheroes no, no logical jumps to get to the end. It just yeah. kind of made sense. Yeah. The was... superhero's reaction to the mm-hmm. villain was on par with what the villain was trying to do. You know, right. there was no over the top either way. You know, there was danger. You could sense there was danger. Like mm-hmm. if they don't stop him, this bad guy's going to do mm-hmm. bad things. Right. You know, but there, but it didn't require violence and mm-hmm. it didn't require, well, with once one exception, taking hostages or, you mm-hmm. know, putting someone's life in danger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was kind of fun that because the, the superhero matched the silliness of, the villains. Yeah, and they played yeah. up the the idea of the having to use the wisdom of Solomon. You know, that, yes. that's one of his attributes, right? He's 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 yeah. extra smart, so mm-hmm. he's able to, to rely on that, not just all the the power and strength. Just some brute force. Yeah. yeah. 
So, yeah, I, yeah, I like that. I thought that was good. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a Shazam fan anyway, so... I, I can tell you brought uh, your comic book and a couple I of action did, figures. I, the, I did get some reference here. Yeah, that. I love it though. So um, yeah, I, I thought that was that was the good in it. Um, and then for bad, I mean, I didn't have a whole lot of bad. Really, really Uncle Dudley, and yeah. by extension, all of Episode Seven. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, you didn't like Uncle Dudley? <laughs> yeah, I felt that. You know, what I wrote here under bad was the villains, you know, started with promise and then just like didn't have didn't follow through and mm-hmm. they underperformed. Yeah. Um, and then there were a lot of unnecessary characters. Uncle Dudley is one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's comic relief, OK, but he really wasn't. Right. He'd just taken up space. I wish they had used Tawny more. Yeah, because he um, was a cool character. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and he made sense of the right off the right off the bat in the first episode. I mean, yeah. he's, he's involved with the zoo, and right, and then, and he had good suggestions. Yeah, yeah, on how to stop this guy. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the series, he just seemed annoyed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys are underusing me. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the ugly, I didn't really see anything. I mean, it was pretty harmless. Yeah, no, there was I, there was there was no ugly. It was yeah, it was fine. It was yeah. yeah. There no. were no cultural tropes or no. You know, that was the, the biggest no thing. Peril or you know. Yeah, I mean, there was nothing that was ridiculous. Right. Than, yeah, I mean, it was it was fine. But I did. There's a couple. I had two random notes that I written down. That um, so every every episode begins with this description of it's about a minute long. Talk about who Shazam is and Billy Batson and he, yeah. how he becomes Shazam and he's got the power. Star Reporter all, Billy Batson and he's got the power. These and like what Shazam spells out. And then there's Mary Batson, and she has the power of Selena, and a bunch of other broads. Yeah, <laughs> like we, we can't list all the other ones because Just say a bunch of other. Ones. <laughs> we don't have time for that. Yeah. <laughs> she she's a chick. Yeah. she's got chick powers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you couldn't couldn't be bothered to actually. <laughs> Like, if you're just going to say Selena and some other people, don't mention it. Just, <laughs> yeah, say, just say, she says Shazam and she turns into Mary Marvel. Right. Awesome. Done. Why does why did you need to like, kind of, you know, just like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll throw a carrot out there and then we're just going to leave it. Right. <laughs> and the best part was that was in every episode. Every episode. Yeah. yeah. It's great. <laughs> and then. Yeah, that made me smile. <laughs> and then the other thing is the. The the transformation sequence. Uh, yeah. Every single time. The every single character. Cell. Every t- yeah, every yeah. time they do it, it's Shazam and it's you know, Billy or if it's they Billy to... if if they're all doing it together, it's Billy and Mary together saying Shazam and then Captain and then, Marvel. And you see them trans yeah, and then and then Freddie says Captain Marvel and he transforms, but it's the same sequence. It, there's the clouds and a bolt of lightning and yeah. then down to them standing there and like this And they vibrate in the Yeah, it's like the there's like little white lines that the white lines that come them. around and suddenly yeah and yeah. then they turn and then but it's every episode every time like, yeah you don't need to, I mean just yeah, come on. time it's time for Captain Marvel let's cut to them flying as the Marvels we don't need I mean it's <laughs> we don't need the transformation scene yeah. every single episode especially multiple times in an episode. find a phone booth or a yeah. rotating door <laughs> yeah. multiple times in an episode is too much once yeah. is fine okay we sure yeah. I get it now. And but when you spend a whole minute setting it up and seeing every single one of them transform, <laughs> you understand it. If you really want that transformation, it's there. And it always seemed awkward when when Billy and Mary would say Shazam and then a half a second later, Captain Marvel. <laughs> it it's Shazam. So, yeah. Captain Marvel. <laughs> Wait, guys, I'm here too. <laughs> yeah, it just seemed awkward. But that said, as I said, I have to be jump, that's 
that's what I remember. That's the five-year-old me remembers that them saying Shazam, Shazam, and then followed by like a half a beat later as Captain Marvel, <laughs> and then transforming. I remember that. You know what I'm going to do now? Anytime anyone says Shazam, I'm going to say Captain Marvel. <laughs> but you got to wait a second. Yeah. Did you guys see the movie Shazam? <laughs> Captain Marvel. <laughs> and see who picks up on it. Because yeah. <laughs> I have some friends who just use that word as a you know. An exclamation. You know, friends I, with Gomer Pyle? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gomer Pyle. Shazam! <laughs> Captain Marvel. <laughs> I need to trick someone into watching that with me. And as soon as he says Shazam, I'll say Captain Marvel. And I'll just look and see what they do. <laughs> oh, good luck getting somebody to watch that with you. Right, yeah. That's. <laughs> hey, Robert, what are you doing? <laughs> you want to come over and watch some Gomer Pyle? <laughs> Uh, Where are you going? I gotta go over to John's. He's gonna uh, watch make me watch Gomer Pile so he can do the Captain Marvel bit. <laughs> He's got his bit I gotta go sit through again. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Alright, so score one to ten. Where did uh, where did Shazam? You know, I in? had written a number down, and and this always happens to me. I write the number down and then we talk about it and I reflect on it a little better and a little more and it goes up or down. Mm-hmm. I never, I never, I never wind up with the number that I came to the table with. Partly because I understand, you know, from your history of it, I understand a little more about mm-hmm. what's going on. I was at a five, and I'm going to be at a six now. Okay, because you know, I I liked it. I was disappointed in the villains. I was confused with the timeline, and it just wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. Not saying it was a bad cartoon i don't think it was a bad cartoon it just i I want more Mm -hmm. um so yeah i stuck at a six yeah i I had six and a half down um for the similar it's it's fine it's a a better than average cartoon right i think that half point's probably my nostalgia sure just kind of like you know i remember you know enough for me to remember and i there's probably another point the fact that it's shazam and i like shazam um but yeah, I mean, there's the, the the good and the bad things just kind of offset. Yeah, um, it's it's a show like I I went back and rewatched some of these episodes, which is always a good sign. I mean, there's yeah some that we were like, I don't want to watch this again. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought it I thought it worked well. I don't think it's great, but yeah. I was I was entertained. The potential is there. That yeah, it could be really cool. And I was entertained, and you know what? Twelve episodes is probably enough. Yeah. Yeah, I think I that was. I think that actually helped. That worked in its favor. That they did not overdo this. Like, oh, I gotta go through more of uh, yeah. silliness. No, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, because how many other stories going to come yeah. up with? You know, there was. It was inter- all the episodes stood alone too, except for yeah. the Black Adam return. Mm-hmm. They could all stand alone, and there wasn't a lot of overlay. I didn't need to see episode two to understand what was going on in episode yeah. three, which is kind of good. Yeah, except for the Black Adam character shows up twice and you kind of needed to know who he was when right. he came back but yeah i yeah i'm with you i think it's a fine cartoon yeah, it's yeah. good and and if it went any longer we probably wouldn't have been stuck with hoppy the marble bunny so yeah right not, well thank goodness yeah, for that <laughs> we've avoided that altogether <laughs> yeah i enjoyed it but it's yeah, i don't want to see it again yeah. but i do want to learn more about the the comic books now I, yeah I, I want to know more about the story and maybe I'll go watch that movie now, the live action movie that came out recently. I haven't seen that yet. I saw the Black Adam Blu-ray that you mm-hmm. dropped off here, but I haven't seen the Shazam show with uh, who's that actor that Zachary Levi. Zachary Levi, yeah. Yep. Which yes. he looks pretty funny actually in the the prequel or the previews that I saw. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. So the the original one, I, the original one that came out, I thought was really good. That was a couple of years ago, and then the new one comes out soon, on the seventeenth. Right. Okay. Oh, this, this month. month. Yeah. So. Oh, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that one too. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, by all means, if you get a chance to go back and read any of the, especially the the current run, since they they read they revamped him multiple times. I mean, yeah. Sure. But I think they've done a, a pretty good job of bringing him back and kind of cool. fleshing him out. But yeah, yeah I'll check it out. But I'm a fan, so. So what do we have? We have some plans for the next episode, right? Yeah, next time um, we're going to go, so this is 12 episodes, we're going to go for a 140 episode series and <laughs> into the 80s with uh, the real, and into the 80s and 90s, 80s actually, and 90s, with yeah. the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, with Slimer. Yeah, Slimer. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'll be interesting. I I'm, I promise you I will not watch all 149 episodes, <laughs> but I will do my best. I will do what I can. I do remember watching this, the real Ghostbusters. On, yes, on I remember TV. it being on. I remember watching it a lot, so some of them will be familiar. But, yeah, uh, so that should, if nothing else, it should make for a good discussion. Yeah, yeah, right. I agree. I love the movies. I love the whole concept of Ghostbusters, yeah. so yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I hear mom. I think it's time for us to go outside, so that means cartoon time is over. I'm John. I'm Robert. And this is Toon Talk. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want more Toon Talk, you can find us on Twitter at Toon Talk Guys. Or if you've got questions, comments, or suggestions, you can email us at toontalkguys at gmail.com.